everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables. I am your host, Heather, and we are continuing the aesthetic series. We have talked about Botox. We've talked about filler. We've talked about skin tightening treatments on a both non-surgical and surgical approach. The fourth and final prong is tonight, and I am delighted to have... One of my favorite people as a guest on Sex, Love, and Injectables. She has saved my skin. She works at House of Beauty. She is a skincare expert. Her name is Alexa. Alexa, can you please introduce yourself? Hello. Thank you for having me. Can you talk in the mic, though? Yes. I mean, just a I little can. closer. Do you want to make it closer? Please do. <laughs> All right. Tell us a little bit about skincare and and don't tell us about skincare just introduce yourself first we'll get into that later all right my name is alexa rogers and i am the esthetician at house of beauty and i started back in august you did Mm -hmm. we're so blessed to have you you hired me without a license i did do that hoping i'd make it yeah and you did i mean you've changed my skin thank you um so uh, when talking about skincare as part of the four-prong approach Essentially, what I'm trying to say is that you can't really do just one thing and have optimal aesthetic results. You have to have a relationship with both an injector as well as an esthetician. It's not one thing or the other. I've had several clients come to me and say, well, my esthetician is super against injectables and and vice versa. Um, injector saying you don't need to do facials. You just need injections. There's nothing to replace that. I'm here to tell you, everybody that you need to have both. So with that, I did get Alexa to join our team and offer skincare treatments because I really feel like skincare hygiene is super important. And if you're not taking care of your skin, whether it be at home or with an esthetician, there's really no point in doing injections. So Alexa, you offer multiple treatments at House of Beauty. What do you do when somebody walks through the door? Like, just walk me through the consultation process of what you do. I mean, first we figure out what their skin type is. They let me know what they think it is, which if they tell me it's oily, I ask them, I'm like, okay, what are you using? And whenever they tell me what they're using, I can pretty much decide from there whether they're actually oily or they're overstripping their skin or, and just decide what we need to do with it. Yeah. So first things first, you have to first things first on the realist ADD. Okay. First things first, you have to determine what skin type your client is. What are the different skin types? We have oily, we have combination, we have sensitive, and there's also dry. So it just depends. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different skin type. Got it. So when you're trying to determine that, what I learned, so we use, we use a specific brand for our medical grade skincare. We use Zoskin. I love it. The Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. The ideal skin type is normal. Normal. But maybe 10% of people have normal skin type. This is, this is going to be interesting. You guys, I literally have struggled with English all day today and I blame this spicy pineapple Michelob Ultra. Can we talk for a second about seltzer? Just for a second. 100%. Is there a line of alcohol that has not created a seltzer yet? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. This is way off the skincare path, but I just wanted to address that real quick because I'm currently drinking a spicy pineapple salt from Michelob Ultra. From Michelob. Can you please sponsor me also? I'm going to tag you in this podcast. Uh, okay, going back. So we're trying to determine a person's skin type. We want to have normal skin, but the majority of us don't. It's no. either oily or sensitive or combination. And what I learned from the Zoskin reps is if you have anything other than normal skin, your skin is diseased. And it was kind of offensive whenever Which we went over that. Which is absolutely not true. Right? Like, I I really did. I felt offended. I was like, okay, my skin is super oily to the point where people are like, oh, you're glowy. And I'm like, I'm not glowy. I'm oily. But oily skin is going to age less. The, they contradicted themselves, though, and said that oily skin is going to age more. So now I'm in a conundrum. No. Dry skin ages faster. Okay. That's what I thought. So I feel better. Thank you for that. I just needed a little bit of affirmation. So ultimately, you need your esthetician as well as your injector. So first, you go through you know, their skin type to determine what skin they have what is typically because i know you're you're more new in this field but i feel like you've become very quickly an expert in determining what skin type they have what esthetician type treatments they need and how to maintain it so we'll just we'll use me as an example and my skin has come a long way i am I'm that girl. So just to kind of give you guys a background on my skin, because I know that's what everybody is worried about. I'm very oily. So if I come to you and I say, you know, I am a 35 year old, super oily person. I have breakouts, you know, right around my period. I use Neutrogena. I'm trying to trigger you. Neutrogena. (laughs) Um, on certain days and then I use Rodan and Fields. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. And sometimes I like to exfoliate my skin with St. Ives uh, apricot scrub. No, ma'am. Never. Offended. Absolutely not. So how like how would you handle that type of client? Honestly, I would just be like, okay, here are three of the things you're doing completely wrong that is overstripping your skin and causing your skin to produce more oil, which therefore makes you oily. You're scrubbing your face with St. Ives. That's also damaging your skin because it's got granules that it's granules that aren't actual spheres. So it's scraping your skin and making minor cuts into the skin. You shouldn't do that. It sounds like a no. It's a no. Basically, it's, it's a, a no. no. It's a no for Alexa. Never use St. Ives, please. Just say no to St. Ives. So I think the best way to go about this, to talk about medical grade skincare, is to, I'm going to talk about on my side of things, and then let's just break it down into four categories. Okay, we're going to talk about skincare that you'd recommend for people in their 20s, 30s, 40s and beyond. And then let's talk about a little bit of wedding prep because I think that that's super popular right now Mm -hmm. because apparently it's wedding season for everybody but me, which is fine. I'm totally fine with that. I mean, I'm in the same boat. I know. What the fuck? Okay. (laughs) All right. So first of all, whenever somebody comes to me, 
you know, going back, and I, I said this in the beginning, we take a four prong approach. You guys are going to get nauseated from hearing four prong and just have PTSD after listening to the series because I say it all the time. But the four prong approach is important. It's it's not a sequential approach. You don't do step one, step two, step three, step four. It's really just think about it as four buckets. And you have to dip your toe into all four buckets to get optimal results. So the first bucket is Botox. We've discussed this until you guys are just dead. It's but a religion. It's a religion. It's a, it's a, it's a life. It's life. Okay. It's just, it's a part of life. It's a part of me. It's part of Alexa. Like it's just Absolutely. a thing. 100%, 105. So Botox, it's my favorite drug. I use Botox as a blanket statement. There's four different products in the market. We don't have to name every single one of them, but ultimately they do the same thing. They prevent deep wrinkles from happening that are caused by muscular contraction, most commonly in the forehead and in between the brows. Crow's feet, I'm kind of lenient on because I think that crow's feet are signs that you smile a lot, which that's a good thing. But the forehead lines are signs that you worry the lines in between your brows are signs that you're angry. So if those lines stay, then we're all just walking around looking like we're worried and angry, which we are. No, thank you. We are those things, though. But we don't want to look like it. But we don't want to look like it. So that's what Botox aims to prevent and treat is having those lines that are set in that make us look that way. We just want to look like for me, I just want to look surprised or happy, not surprised. That sounds really bad. I'm not into like the freezing your face thing, but I will admit my face does not move. It is in a constant state of, I don't really know if she's mad or sad, but she looks happy. So that's literally what I want my Botox to do. I mean, I don't want my forehead to move. No. As soon as it starts moving, I come to you. I'm like, put something in there. Make it stop. Make it stop. And I, like my boyfriend, which is weird for me to say out loud. My boyfriend. <laughs> good. It is a good thing. But you guys have been with me since like BC before COVID. Like it's been just the dating escapades of epic failures. And that's, it's been entertaining. So They're very entertaining stories. It's super entertaining. Always. It's always an entertaining situation with my dating ships. But now I'm in a real ass relationship. So it's, it's. But we love him. Awesome. We do. He's a sweetie. We do love him. So, okay. Going back. So uh, what I was saying before I distracted myself with my boyfriendship is that when my eyebrow moves, he's like, Oh, you have movement. It's time to go poke it. And I'm like triggered. So I go into my room and the girls, including Alexa, know if I'm in my room with the door shut, I'm putting something in my face and I don't promote self-injection by no means, but sometimes you have to do what you have to do. And Botox is just one of those things that I can do with my eyes closed. It's, it's a curse and a blessing, but I can look at you, determine how much Botox you need within the first two minutes of meeting you. So I don't know how that related to me injecting myself, but that's just what I can do. I mean, I trust you implicitly with my Botox. I appreciate that so much. So number one, Botox. Number two is volume. So we lose a teaspoon of volume every decade after 30. And the only way to replace volume is with volume. You don't have to do it in a reconstructive way. Filler is not meant to give you overfilled face syndrome. It is just to restore the volume that you lose. And if you inject it in that manner, really all you're doing is just 
lightening the shadows on your face that make you feel or look older than what you want to look or feel. I don't know. I don't know. I think that injections are just a confidence booster in it of themselves if you're doing it the right way. Number three is the skin tightening uh, that is going to be on my end. I do a lot of threads to increase collagen and to tighten the skin. But also I will point you to Dr. Rahani, who was on last week for a surgical approach. He he offers some non-surgical as well. But for the sake of simplicity, surgical approach. And then we talked to Dr. Sean Paul. Sorry, that was last week. Rahani was two weeks ago. Time is moving quickly into 2021. Um, so anyways, uh, skin tightening is really important. You cannot achieve skin tightness with filler. You have to do either a non-surgical approach with devices or threads or a surgical approach with a facelift. And then number four is our medical grade skincare. So I always tell people, you know, if you're not taking, I, I honestly think that skincare is the base of the pyramid. If you're not taking care of your skin, Really, there's not anything you should be doing further until you do that. So like with my clients, I tell them, you know, I, I'm not a salesperson. There's several different lines out there that are medical grade. I think several of those lines work really well, but I will punt them to you because you know, you know more about skincare than I do. So with that being said... Let's talk about skincare in your 20s. I mean, first off, I say skincare is self-care yeah. and self-love. Amen. I agree with that 100%. And yes. If you are not taking care of your skin and you're not, you don't have regimen that's good, there's no point in coming to see either one of us. Right. Because yes, I can give you a facial all day long, but until you take care of your skin at home, it's pointless. You're wasting your money. It's going down the drain. Right. But skincare in your 20s. Yes. What's the most important thing? I always say keep it in the basics. I like it. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it a gentle cleanser, moisturizer, and maybe a retinol. Got it. What's a retinol? A retinol is a vitamin A, and it is so good. It helps with your wrinkles. It helps with pore size, texture, and it is just the holy grail of skincare, honestly. I ask, I know what it is, what I'm asking because I'm popping your podcast cherry also. Yes. So I feel like I'm forcing you to speak. So <laughs> I appreciate you for dealing with that. Yeah. So retinol is one of the only research-based effective anti-aging over, not over the counter, but at home skincare treatments that you can do. And so I agree with you in your twenties, you're still producing collagen, uh, depending on your genetics. Cause but I have seen never produce, not produce enough. Right. So whenever you do produce more, it's really just going into your bank. And so, you know, in your twenties, And I have seen some girls in their 20s that haven't taken care of their skin or they were just blessed with not so awesome genetics uh, that show your age a little bit more. But ultimately, I agree that retinol is amazing. Just a gentle cleanser. If you have problematic skin like acneic skin or super dry skin, obviously those it's hard. You can't generalize this because everybody's different. But ultimately, I think. I think the two most important things for 20s are going to be sunscreen and sunscreen. Yeah. And so the, you the should Dallas be wearing that from the age of 
zero months. Yeah. When you come out of the womb. By the time you're born, just drink it from the bottle and do it from the inside out. And like you have, we went on vacation not too long ago and you have even, you have pills. I have sunscreen pills. Yes. It's like a whole nother level. Like, they are amazing. I mean, I felt super protected, but, um, but like the words of Savannah, the Dallas esthetician, she was supposed to join us tonight and could not. And we love her and miss her dearly. Absolutely. But she would say reapply till you die. And I fully support that statement. So even if there's a hurricane outside or you have, you had a bad breakup, Maybe, you know, you're hungry. Those are all cues that you should just reapply your sunscreen. Every day. All day. Every day, all day. Every two hours. Every two hours. And, and, you know, the follow-up statement that I have to that is that people don't want to reapply their sunscreen over their makeup. There are mineral translucent sunscreens that are a powder that you can put over the makeup. You just, what I tell people, put it in your glove box. And when you're in your car, buckle up your seatbelt reapply your sunscreen. Absolutely. Make it a habit. Um, because that is something to bring up too. The left side of the face is always the one that ages faster. And the most likely cause of that is because the sun hits that side when you're driving. So just make it a habit. Takes like two weeks or something to do that. And then you'll, you'll be good. So twenties are, I don't know. It's so basic because you really don't have to do Whatever you put on your face, I say put on your hands. For sure. Because and your, your neck. hands and your neck and, and your, your chest. Take Just it from the hairline to the tits. Hairline to tits, guys. Hashtag that. That that's gonna be our new House of Beauty <laughs> t-shirt. Hairline to tits. Sunscreen Please. it. Please. It makes Alexa's job much easier. Yes. All it right. Makes so your life better because your skin does. looks good later in life. Yeah, it does. It makes you more confident and it makes my job as an injector easier as well. Like I had somebody today mm-hmm. that told me and she was in her fifties. She wanted to do aesthetic treatment with injectables, but she looked me dead ass in the eyes and said, I know you're going to not like me for saying this, which always is the beginning of something that they're going to say that I'm not going to like. Side Every note, time. plot twist. Every time. <laughs> and she was like, I have been tanning in a tanning bed. And and I, it's so, I like, there's no amount of Botox that I can inject myself with that can hide the frustration that is felt after somebody confesses their sin to tanning in a tanning bed, but justifies it by saying, but I covered my face with a towel. The UV still goes through the towel. The towel does every not. time. If the UV can go through glass, it can go through cotton. It Guys, can go through that crappy little towel they hand you. Can we just talk about the cotton commercial where it's like, one made out of 100% cotton. Breathable. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Lost my voice on that. Breathable, in essence, means. UV goes through it. UV goes through it. COVID goes through it. STDs can go through it. <laughs> like there's so many things that can go through it and you sh- you should you should think of the uv rays as like an std you don't want it it doesn't go away no never no you can treat it sometimes occasionally occasionally this has gone south really quickly 
<laughs> but anyways, so yeah, use your, use your sunscreen. Don't use a tanning bed. Uh, there's so many other options out there. I will do a shout out to Cowtown Tanning all day. Whitney is one of the greatest spray tan businesses that you can go to. You won't look orange. There's smelly stuff she can add in there to make you smell super baby powder fresh afterwards. It's amazing. Um, so that's always the better option. Cause if I you are, try her. yeah, I'm a she's amazing junkie, but you do, I mean, you never look orange either. Mm-mm. So I've gone through every option though. I have looked you like have. a pumpkin. You have a traffic like a, cone. Yeah. All the things. It's never a cute look, no. and, but that is the fear. Like she, I followed up that statement with, have you tried spray tanning? And her response was, I have, but I don't want to look orange. So just know that there's better options out there available. Really, I would rather look orange than be in a spray tan or not a spray tan, sorry, a UV tanning booth. There's just, I mean, but I have to be honest, please do. I'm a millennial. We all went through it. We all did it. We did it. In high school, high school and college, we all tanned in that tanning bed. I have goosebumps in the worst way possible. Can we talk about, because I'm an elder millennial, which I think is rude to categorize myself as that, but that's just elder. No. Why did they have to do that? Why don't you call me just like a unicorn millennial? Thank you. Like, I like that. Yeah. I think so too. Like the not elder no, elder never. makes me feel we're like not elders. No, we're not. Why do we I have to are. do that? The rest of my yeah, life, I'm like, I'm an elder millennial. But I agree. Like the millennials did the same thing. We went to the tanning bed and tanned before our vacation, so we can get that cool base thing tan. To do yeah, back in the day, you, you had the little, the little sticker. sticker. <laughs> had the sticker. Everybody raise had that your sticker. hand if you had the Playboy Bunny sticker. Absolutely. What a hoe. <laughs> 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 what were we advertising? Like, hmm. But nobody saw it. Somebody saw it. Not on me. And that's when I had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) That was my advertising. Um, Thank you to Palm Beach for having Playboy Bunny stickers available for my 19-year-old self to tan in (laughs) multiple times. But we've used enough retinol now oh yeah i feel like we we've gone skin it. deep we were reversing it yeah for absolutely sure. so in hindsight unless you're you know and if you're 40s and 50s you can't really reverse sun damage too much you can a little bit but it highly depends on your skin hygiene but if you were like us and suffered through your tanning bed experiences with multiple stickers of playboy bunnies and i don't even know hearts unicorns really bad eyebrows oh yeah then, i had white eyebrows oh man at least they <laughs> they weren't thin but they were white it hurts my soul because my eyebrows after over plucking them which this completely derailed from skincare but it i did. really think that this is important can somebody please explain to me why in our right minds why Somebody out there decided to make it trendy to pluck all of your eyebrow hairs off, but then wait, replace it with an eyebrow pencil. I don't know. And just make it like a upside down smiley face. Oh, no. But in my case, it was actually a sperm. Like it was a whole ass sperm <laughs> on my face. Two of them like looking like they're about to attack each other. My like, mother would not allow me to pluck my eyebrows. 
Thank God. I see. I didn't have one of those. She blessed (laughs) me with not allowing me. As she should have, because we were not in our right minds to even do that. So she let me put bronzer all over my face and I looked like a pumpkin. Well, yeah. But I mean, but that's safe. Like you could just wash that off. They don't tell you that your eyebrows don't grow back. No. See, I need to have Jessica back on the show so we can talk more about brows. They didn't know they didn't come back after that. This is so cringy. So, okay, we'll talk about skincare again soon, but I just, we really need to address this because I know a lot of listeners have also been born in the late eighties and early nineties. Let's just, let's just start from the top here. Okay. Okay. Heather circa 2002. I was a sophomore in high school. I, I had a baby. I had a baby in ninth grade. So I was navigating this like weird world of trying to be cute but also being an adult but also adult at the same time so my bangs were doo-doo bangs <laughs> can you envision what i'm describing right now yes. i literally i took my curler my curling iron mm-hmm. took my curling iron heated up my bangs which the bangs should have never been in style but they were and not the cute ones, just like a curtain of bangs. I lost my dignity that year. I especially lost it when I decided to combine the bangs with a perm. Oh, no. Did you get the perm? I got a perm and my hair fell off. <laughs> it was, I don't even know. I mean, I don't we're understand. talking full alfalfa spread off the top it of my so head. so bad. So doo-doo bangs, basically you take the curling iron and you wrap your, your bang in it. And then you carefully slide the curling iron out through the side. So that it looks like a dookie. Oh, my God. And then you spray the dookie with hairspray just so that you don't lose the shape of the dookie. The dookie. (laughs) (laughs) And then you take your brush and you fuck it up. And it turns into this, like, frayed, gigantic roll of glorious, magnificent doo-doo bangs. So that's that's where it started. And I, I don't know why... I was single for so long after that, <laughs> but it started there. Then I had the sperm brows who looked like they were constantly like face to face, ready to attack. I had white eyeliner just oh, to no. make my eyes look smaller because why not? Why? That's just what we did. And then CoverGirl foundation to, so I just, true I wanted match. true match just to amp up the cake make it look really extra bready. And then for my lips, I did a nice outline of brown lip liner with a beige lip. Yum. So amazing. Which that's coming back. If you did this, this is your sign that you're past due for Botox. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, so yeah, so that was a huge rabbit hole, but I felt like it was a necessary public announcement. Ultimately, if you did any of those things with your felt, your felts, with your face, come see myself and Alexa. Absolutely. So going back, I think that it is super important to have a relationship with both, both, wow, both an esthetician and an injector to get optimal results for your anti-aging skincare routine. Yes, because you can fill their skin and be, do Botox all day long. But if they still have skin texture, they need to come see me. Right. We can micro needle it and it will 
Help. Look amazing. It'll look like baby skin. Yes, it will. Okay, so 20s, basically you have collagen, just wear your sunscreen and do some retinol. Let's talk about 30s. 30s are basically the same, but you can start like adding in some firming. You can add in the Botox. You can add in the filler, but always use your retinol. Always use your sunscreen, all the chemical exfoliants. What's the difference between retinol and retin-A? Retin-A is prescribed by a doctor. Yes. Which I cannot do. No. Or a nurse practitioner. That too. Yeah. Retinol is, I mean, we carry Zoskin. It's Ret an over-the-counter form of vitamin A. So how often should people be using that? I personally use it every, I use it twice a month or not, sorry, twice a week. Let's do twice a week. I like it. But my skin can't handle more than that. It starts to flake and it just doesn't work for me. So my nickname is Go Big or Go Home. Yes. And you came in peeling one day. And did I stop my retinol? You didn't listen to me, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> but when do I? <laughs> Ever. Sometimes. Sometimes I do. Yeah. Like, I, I'll be honest. Like, I see Alexa. So, personally, I'm 35. Mm -hmm. I see you for a hydrofacial once a month. I, I typically will recommend once every other month. But aside from that, I do microneedling with you every quarter. Which is the holy grail. The holy grail of all the things holy in skincare. And then I will do my medical grade skincare. So, Alexa sees me and at my like good, bad, and ugly. And the ugly is always whenever I retinol way too often and my whole face is falling off. And she's like, are you, what'd you do? Are you doing retinol too often? I'm like, yeah, but you're supposed to just grin and bear it. She's like, no, this isn't like the wild West Burt Reynolds, like no, calm down and put it, it down. Up. Build it up. Yeah. Build it up. Chill out. So 30 is basically the same, but we can add in a little bit mm -hmm. of extra attention to the skin. 40s, I really think, are the turning point, right? 40s are. Everything just, you need all of it. Everything starts to go to shit. It does. I can't wait. I'm, I'm not prepared. so excited. So not age. prepared. No. It's hard because I preach to everybody that, you know, aging is a privilege and it's a gift that not very many people can take part in. Absolutely. And so we should change this. Uh, like there's a huge societal pressure for women to look a certain way. And I, I say this to most of my clients that, you know, I know that I can safely say this to, but most men look at women's exterior. Most women look at men's interior, like a guy so that's mature and also smart is sexy. But to Absolutely. a man, you know, they look at women's exterior and they're like, oh, she's hot. Look at her tits. So I really think that that's what causes the biggest argument right now, because women Absolutely. are constantly thinking about like, oh, I think like, is my guy going to trade me in for the younger version? They like think this. they need to look 20 yeah. at all times. So Which, that's not true. No, it's not. I feel like as women, we should embrace our aging process and feel sexier as we get older because we're adding to what we already have, which is an incredible amount, but there's nothing wrong with taking part in injections and doing your skincare to make no. sure that you're not like road hard and put up wet. You can look very gracefully beautiful at the age that you are and be proud of that. Whatever is going to make you feel more confident in yourself. 
Yeah. Regardless if someone wants to say something bad about it, do it. I love it. I love because it. Because it's your body, your life, and you should be happy in your it. Choice. <laughs> your choice. Your choice. You should be happy with it. Your body and your choice. Yes. On everything. Uh, okay. So... 50s and beyond, I really think that it's just more aggressive treatment. Like essentially what I'm getting at with skincare, we're, we're essentially doing the same, but just maybe with more aggressive approaches to help to regenerate collagen. But ultimately I feel like it's the same as with injections, right? So yes. if you, if you start before you need it, then you're probably going to be doing less aggressive treatments later on. Whereas if somebody in their fifties comes to see us for the first time, we're going to be throwing a lot of things at you, but ultimately it's a journey mm-hmm. and not just a one time fits all thing. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I love that. So what would you say is your favorite treatment for people? Just generally speaking. Skin pen. Tell me about it. Skin pen is microneedling. It is for acne scarring. Any type of scarring, honestly, texture, tone, hyperpigmentation, fine lines. It's the holy grail. Add PRP with it. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. So skin pen is one of the, I think it's still the only FDA approved microneedling devices. And if you're not familiar with microneedling, it is a handheld device that has several needles on it. It sounds painful. It's not painful no. at all when we you numb get your numbed. face for 30 minutes beforehand yeah all you does. don't feel anything except for pressure so it's great for literally everybody i mean there's mm-hmm. a there's a couple people unless that aren't good like, unless you have acne, active acne we won't do it on active acne right because it will spread it across the face yeah but it's good for like if you want to decrease your pore size if you want to help with acne scarring texture, building collagen on the exterior surface of the skin. Um, you add PRP, you're going to get that regenerative collagen process that is a little bit more aggressive. And I like to inject the PRP after you get done microneedling them, but ultimately like it is literally the Holy grail. So if I were to go through the perfect treatment plan, the secret sauce, I would get a hydrofacial at least every other month skin pen, Mm -hmm. microneedling every quarter. Absolutely. Botox every quarter, filler reassessment once a year. That doesn't mean you're going to have to get filler every year. That just means we're going to reassess and see if we need it. And then skin tightening once a year, depending on what modality of treatment. Like that is the treatment plan preferably for everybody. It just differs based on the person. So no, this is great. Absolutely. What, let's see, what are you currently using? Are you using all those? Like, what would you say to somebody that has a drawer full of like 50,000 skincare products? Honestly. Shout out to myself. (laughs) Honestly, I keep mine at a minimum as to what I use. I'm, I only buy what I'm using at the time. I don't keep an exorbitant amount of skincare in my repertoire just because. So strong. My skin freaks out. I can't do that. I can't start adding all these random things. It will just literally lose its marbles and break out. Yeah. So personally, I use Is Clinical and Zoskin, which Savannah uses as, or Is Clinical. So yes. I use their cleansing complex in the morning and at night. I use the Zoskin exfoliating polish in the mornings. 
at night, I use the complexion renewal pads. And then I use the Is Clinical Pro Healing Complex. It's the serum. It's amazing. It's good for active acne as Shout well as not active. Is, you guys can please reach out to me for. We would love to have you. We would love to have you for sponsorship ideas. So, I, okay. I love all of this. But the goat. The what's the goat? The goats are daily power defense and oh growth factor serum from Zoskin. I want to bathe in it. If it wasn't so expensive, I would bathe in it. And it's really it's very affordable. But what I mean is, if I were to bathe in it, it would become very quickly. It would be so unaffordable. Expensive. It'd be so expensive. So I mean, really, that's it. So skincare hygiene is really really important. Uh, you definitely want to see an esthetician along with your other aesthetic treatments and, and it's a team, it's a team effort. So I, I don't know. I just, I think that it's uber important to do that. I also think that you should share your social media platforms and book your appointments because your books are filling up fast. They are. They're getting a lot more full lately. Yes. Which is great. So share your social media platform at so that people can follow you and, I mean, like, I love your stuff because it's very educational. Which platform do you want? Which one is going to be the best one for people to follow for skincare tips? Skincare tips is going to be aesthetic, A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C dot by dot Alexa, A-L-E-X-A. I love it. That's easy enough. You guys make sure to give her a follow. She is at House of Beauty and House of Beauty houses nothing but the best in your beauty industry experts. And so if you want to look your very best self, book your appointment with myself and Alexa. Absolutely. And make sure you tune in to Sex, Love and Injectables as we continue our aesthetic series. And I don't know what we're going to talk about next. It's going to be a surprise. So go on to Spotify or iTunes. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. And we will talk to you next time on the next episode of Sex, Love and injectables. Bye. Bye.